we are definitely glad uh, to be back in the house of the Lord tonight and um, uh, have an opportunity to have fellowship with one another, uh, most of all the um, presence of the Lord. Um, we had been studying um, the book of Hebrews, and um, we finished up part one, um, which uh, we talked about um, the uh, supremacy of Christ. And um, in that lesson, we went through there and we found <coughs> all the times in Hebrews where it talked about better and how that Jesus was better and this new covenant and everything is better. And um, we, um, we went through all of that and um, we got that part done and we're starting tonight part two, and as I was getting this together, I've got so much scripture that we got to deal with that we didn't, uh, we decided not to do any any handouts because we're going to be dealing direct um, with scripture, and uh, part two uh, of this, um, I've called it the believer's walk. The believer's walk. Now, the first part we talked about Christ and the new covenant, and we dealt with him. Now we're going to deal with us, the church, the body of Christ. And if you go through the book of Hebrews, not only will you find that word better, but over and over again, you'll find two words. Let us, let us, referring to the body of Christ, the church of Jesus Christ. And in these, each of these times, it lets us know what we need to do. Uh, let me, let me say this, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my time, and if I don't get through with this, so bad, but I, I, I want everybody to fully understand what I'm, what I'm talking about. There's too many people take their relationship with Jesus too lightly. They don't realize the importance, as the scripture says, making our calling and election sure. Hallelujah. Don't take for granted what God has done in your life. If he has redeemed you, forgiven your sins, your name is in the book of life, then don't take that for granted. There are too many people in this world today they, um, they just go about this haphazard. But we all need to always think about where we're going to spend eternity. Amen. We need to consider and realize this 
stuff once saved, always saved, as a bunch of hogwash. Um, it bothers me a lot. Something bothers me a lot. And this one, as, as being a pastor, and you've heard me talk about this. You've heard me mention this. And I try to, I try to stress this. But, and, and not, not braggadocious or nothing like that, but down through the years of my ministry, I have baptized just as, about as many people as anybody else has in Nashville, Tennessee. But where are they at? Where are they at? I remember years ago, you know, Brother Hill would get, get a dry spell and they'd have some come in and they'd have some meetings and different ones. And um, after, after a while, uh, they wouldn't get nobody baptized. Brother Hill, Brother Sammy, hold us a few nights meeting. Because God usually always would bless and we'd have people uh, to repent and get baptized. But there are too many people who, who think that water baptism is a cure-all. And it's not. It's not. <coughs> you got to live right. You got to walk holy before the Lord. And it still says it in my Bible where God said, Be ye holy as I am holy. Now, um, what we're going to be talking about. If I say somebody has got a phobia, what am I talking about? Somebody's got a fear. People, some people got fear of heights. Um, uh, some people are claustrophobic. Different things. And... There's something the Bible stresses and teaches us that we need to get a hold of. Now, the first one that we're going to talk about tonight, let us fear. Hebrews says, let us. This is not the world. This is not people who ain't never been baptized. But when he said, let us, it's talking about people supposed to be people of God. And we are going to read Hebrews chapter 4, and we're going to read several verses down through there, but let's just talk about this first verse first. For those of you watching by uh, live stream, we welcome you tonight. Glad that you are watching. You can turn to um, Hebrews, uh, the fourth chapter, and we're going to start the first verse. And I am reading from the New King James Version. <coughs> and this is what he says. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us, what? Fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. Now, I'm going to stop right there, and I'm going to focus on that word fear. 
um, there are some scriptures in the Bible that talks about fear, fearing God, and we know the connotation there, it actually means to reverence, to reverence. But this word fear right here, that word phobia that I have talked to you about a few minutes ago, that is actually a real Greek word, phobia. It's not an English word, it's a Greek word. And it's the word that translates fear right here. Same word. You can go to your strongs, look it up. <coughs> Let us fear. And that word fear there is phobia. It, it lets me know that it's something a little bit more serious than just reverencing something. Let us fear. What are we supposed to fear? What is the children of God, people have been called out of darkness into the light of God. <coughs> what are we supposed to fear? But before I get into that, we're going to have to back up. Because notice that word, therefore. Anytime you see the word, therefore, you wonder why, what it's there for. Um, this is an instance where the guy who got the chapters in the Bible, he ended one chapter and started another one a little bit too soon. And we're going to have to back up into the third chapter to see what he was talking about. Therefore, he already was talking about something. Hebrews chapter 3, verses 12 through 13. Notice what he says. Beware, brethren, lest there be, uh, be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily what is called today lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. You can't stop. <coughs> you can't give up. You can't quit. <coughs> if you do... You're going to be in trouble. This is what he was referring to when he said, let us fear. While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. For who having heard rebelled? Indeed, was it not all? It was not all who came out of Egypt led by Moses, now with whom was he angry 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose corpses fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest? So here's the first time he used that phrase. God was talking about the Israelites. 
They came out of Egypt, but then <coughs> everybody that came out of Egypt, that whole generation, died in the wilderness. Except for Joshua and Caleb. <coughs> so we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. I want to I want to express it this way to you. When we was in sin, we was in Egypt. Remember everything in the Old Testament, types and shadows. Types and shadows. Moses came along as their deliverer. They was in bondage. When you and I was in the world, we was in bondage. Moses wasn't our deliverer. Jesus Christ was our deliverer. Hallelujah. And Jesus Christ led you out. Hallelujah. Glory. Brought you out of darkness into the marvelous light. But those people who came out of Egypt, Brother Douglas, did not enter into the land of promise, which was the rest that he was talking about. Amen. They died in the wilderness. <coughs> That's why that it came along here in chapter 4, verse 1. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering into his rest, let us fear, have a phobia, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. Don't take your salvation for granted. There's a lot of people who's come out of Egypt, but they're going to die in the wilderness. And they're not going to reach promise. What is your promise? I'm going to tell you. That heavenly home, where there's no more pain, no weeping, no sorrow. That's the, rest, that's the final rest of God. But how many people have come out of Egypt only to die in the wilderness? <clears throat> that's why that we should fear. We should be concerned about our relationship with God. I have never seen a day in our world like we're living in. I haven't, as long as I've been living. I have never seen uh, people who come out of Egypt don't have enough respect for God to try to live for God. Preach to you blue in the face. And they got, they got, they're just like the Israelites. Do you know what God called the Israelites? He said they're a stubborn and stiff-necked people. And we got some stiff-necked people in the church today. You can preach to them and tell them. Some of them, they got their mind made up. They're going to do what they're going to do. And they're not going to listen to nobody. I'm not saying they hadn't come out of Egypt. But if they're not careful, <coughs> if they don't take more serious 
their relationship with God, they're not going to make the promise. What's that old song used to sing years ago? The saints were shouting praise God. I'm bound for the promised land. I'm bound for the promised land. Oh, who will come and go with me? I am bound for the promised land. Hallelujah. I'm headed for my promise. I'm headed for my, my rest. Hallelujah. We all like to rest. Most of you have got your favorite easy chair or something at the house. We enjoy a rest after labor. I'm going to tell you what I'm looking for, my heaven of rest. Hallelujah. I've got my mind focused. And I pray, Lord, do not let me have my way, but I want true way in my life. I want true will in my life. I don't want to come out of Egypt only to die in the wilderness. Yeah, oh, I crossed the Red Sea. Yeah, but let me tell you something. You still got to cross Jordan. There was two crossings that the Israelites had to make. They crossed the Red Sea when they came out of Egypt, which represented baptism. The scripture said they were all baptized by Moses in the cloud and the sea. Come on. But you still got to cross the Jordan. That's another verse of that old song. On Jordan, stormy banks I stand. Where my possessions lie. Hallelujah. Don't take your salvation for granted and wind up dying in the wilderness. Let's go ahead and read a little bit more. <coughs> for indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. Talking about the Israelites. But the words which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Darlene, do you got the Amplified Version? If you do, I want you to read verse 1 and verse 2 of the fourth chapter. Yeah, Hebrews 4, 1 and 2. <clears throat> See what it says about that fear. All right, their promise, they were trying to reach that land flowing with milk and honey. But now, he talks to us, and we are headed toward a rest. Hallelujah. 
And it said, For indeed the gospel was preached unto us as well as unto them. But the words which they heard did not profit them. It didn't do them any good. There are some people who have heard a thousand sermons preached, but they ain't been helped by one of them. Come on, somebody. It didn't profit them, not being mixed with faith in those that heard it. Excuse me. For we who have believed do enter that rest. As he has said, so I swore in my wrath. They shall not enter my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. God had already given us everything we need. And it was complete before the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. Um, everybody today, they want to talk, well, you know, the love of God, the love of God, the love of God. Yes. There's no greater love than God's love, that agape love. There's nothing greater than that. But I'm going to tell you something. You better be concerned about the wrath of God. Hallelujah. You better be concerned about the wrath of God. God wanted to see those people delivered and have them to enter in the land of promise, a land flowing with milk and honey. But they kept on murmuring and complaining, griping, not doing nothing that the leadership said, Moses and Aaron. I mean, think about it. <laughs> what's, what's the old saying? Um, um, when the cat's away, the mouse will play. Something like that. Amen. Moses went up on the mountain to hear from God to receive the Ten Commandments. And he came back, and what did he find? They then pulled off all the jury and all that stuff that they had, which, by the way, came from Egypt. Hello, somebody. Go back, you'll find out and you'll read that when they came out of Egypt, they took the gold and the jewelry and the earrings and the nose rings and all that kind of stuff. That stuff came from Egypt. And that stuff that came from Egypt is what they used to fashion the golden calf. That's one reason it upsets me so much to see people in the house of God still carrying on with stuff from Egypt. It caused them to lose out their salvation with God. It caused them, amen, to die in the wilderness. We got, let us therefore fear. Let's read just a little bit. I'm going to wind it down for tonight. Fourth verse. <clears throat> for he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day. Now, we're going to get a little bit deep right here, and I hope that you can get the picture of what I'm fixing to tell you. He has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day 
in this way. And God rested on the seventh day from all his works. <coughs> and again in this place, they shall not enter my rest. Um, I want to go back to this right here. He has spoken in a certain place the seventh day. God created everything in six days. And the seventh day, he called the Sabbath. And it was the rest. God rested on the Sabbath day. Everything in the Old Testament is a type in the shadow of something pointing to us today. We're living right now prophetically, we're living in the sixth day. This is the day of man. The sixth day was the day God created man. We are living prophetically in the sixth day. When Jesus Christ comes and sets his kingdom up on this earth, that's going to be the final Sabbath day of rest. That's going to enter in the seventh day. That where he said we shall live and reign with him a thousand years. Hallelujah. Now we taught a long time on the millennial reign. And that's, that's going to be that seventh day. It templifies what Jesus, what God did in the beginning, how he rested. And what we are trying to do today is strive to enter that rest. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, and it tells us right here, verse 6, Since therefore it remains that some must enter it, and that those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. Again, he designates a certain day, saying in David, Today, after such a long time, as it has been said today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. And then we find out the, another let us. Let us, therefore, be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. Folks, I don't care if you have repented. I don't care if you have been baptized in Jesus' name and you spoke in tongues like a Chinese phone book. You still don't have it made. Look at the Apostle Paul. I don't know about you, but I don't think I've come close to what Paul achieved, Brother Kyle. And you know what Apostle Paul said? He said, I do not have count myself to apprehend it yet. Hallelujah. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise of entering that rest, that any should seem to come short of it. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, 
lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. Yes, my friend, you can fall. You can fall. And you, 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 we all, we all need to take our salvation more serious than what a lot of people in the church world are doing today. God is concerned how you live. I've I, I seen some, some joker made a video on Facebook a few days ago <coughs> and said, some East churches saying you got to do this, you got to do that, and all and and, and all the, all this stuff. But Jesus says, just come as you are. He loves you as you are. You know what? I agree with that one hundred percent. Jesus loves you as you are, and He loves you so much that He ain't gonna let you stay as you is. Hallelujah. He, 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 come just as I am. Come. Don't worry. Hallelujah. But you're going to change. Some people need to go back and look up the word conversion and see what the word conversion means. If there ain't been a change in your life, that baptism didn't do you no good. Hallelujah. I am going to Stop it right there. Anybody got a comment or a question tonight about what we covered? <clears throat>